My name is Big O, and this is my wife, Stacy. Hello. And welcome to the Speak Therapy Podcast. From TV shows and movies that shaped our lives to matters of love and relationships. This husband and wife team tackle hot topics, movies, our culture, and the community. With just a little spice, always something unexpected. Straight talk, no chasing. Welcome to today's podcast. I am Stacy, and my husband, the host of the show, Big O, you what? there? In the building. What's uh, up? All right. Today, we're going to talk about um, a Netflix original film uh, called American Son. It just came out not too long ago, and um, we decided to watch it. It got some pretty, um, not some, not so great reviews. And so we wanted to watch it and see what it was all about. Okay. You being really kind, not some great <laughs> reviews. They came out strong against it. It was, it, it got the thumbs down 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So I was curious. That always makes me curious because, um, you know, some movies that I've seen in the past have been really good. You know, the audience, um, rating is one thing, but the critics are lower. So I wanted to check it out. I really wanted to check it so out. So it's 50% mean you don't even get the little popcorn icon on Rotten Tomatoes? You know, I never quite <laughs> could understand the icon, you know, the squash tomato, the popcorn, whatever. The bottom line is I wanted to check it out. So we watched it um, a couple of days ago. And I think yeah, it was it was strong. It yeah. was a very intense movie, and so this is what we're going to talk about today. All right, so let me uh, lay down a few particulars. Adapted from the Broadway play by Christopher Demos Brown, directed by Kenny Leon, Tony Award winner for Fences, the ad- adaptation oh, okay. with uh, Viola Davis and um, Denzel. I'm sorry, I was drawing a blank. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. It was a layered approach. So and what does that mean? Um, my definition of layered approach, it had a lot of layered onion peel. You know what I mean? It was just the more you unraveled, the more you got deeper into it. And it wasn't black and white. There wasn't a clear cut of, oh, is this racism? Is this police brutality? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler alert. So let me just put the spoiler alert because it is a fairly new movie. So if you have not seen the new movie. movie, but it was a play that had been out for quite some time. So. Okay. Well, people, you know, uncultured people like myself who don't really know <laughs> which plays have been adapted for movie. I didn't know it was a play. So let me give my spoiler alert now. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want, you know, to know what's happening, you probably want to go to our next episode. (laughs) No, stay for the episode. Don't listen to her. All right. So let's Let's let's, get into it. All right. Let's kick this thing off. So um, let's start with a mother's anxiety. Carrie Washington, starring Carrie Washington, the Carrie Washington from Scandal. Right. Um. I am not a mother, although I am a parent, so it's hard to to put myself in those shoes. So I will let you go first. As a mother, the anxiety you feel knowing in your gut, my child 
is in some kind of danger. That's a mother's intuition. So should we back up and give a a little bit of a synopsis of what the movie is first? It was a um so it's a movie that that touches on those issues. So we before we jump in. So the movie was really about it was only a few characters. And when we jumped in, we were trying to figure out what the plot was, trying to figure it out, and then it all came together. So that's where we are. So we're we're jumping into the first scene, essentially, where, you know, Carrie Washington is freaking out about where her son is. So, yes, I am a mother. Um, and, you know, mothers have intuition we have gut feelings we have all of that especially if you have a child that you are really really close to and in sync with so if um you know if my daughter who's 15 if she was gone and I knew it was unlike her you know then yeah I have some I I get it I would get anxiety I think this is a little bit different but just in general as a mother with a child who's like completely gone against what they normally would do you initially get that what's going on and you want answers so yeah yeah you get that anxiety carrie washington her son is is missing and she gets a call from the police he was involved in some type of incident and the reason i no longer feel like oh it only happens to black boys after sandra bland in texas i feel young black women and young black boys are both at risk equally at risk when things can go wrong at a traffic stop right it's, it yeah, used to I be i was oh i'm so scared I, I hope these young men haven't done anything wrong but now right. it, could, it can go either way because we've seen incidents in the past year where cops yeah. go in on on young black women right you know there was an incident where a cop body slammed a, a teenage girl at a pool party right, right. a grown-ass man so let me ask you Does a question. That. Yeah, go ahead. Is the issue now that because we have social media, are we seeing more of these issues? Were they there before? What What do you think it is? Because uh-huh. I, I, let me let me say, I tend to think that we see more of it because, you know, everybody has their phone. So they can videotape these incidents and put them out rather quickly. Oh, well, yeah, the phone, the, the, the cell phone with the camera has brought everything to like growing up in, in Chicago and, in you know, in this hood, cops used to, you know, chase you down and, you know, rough you up all the time. It was not. Is that a, is that your experience? Yeah. And it was okay. normalized. It was like, oh, shit. If you run from the police, pray to God, you don't get caught because they would like. Yeah, they would they would go in on you. There were and it wasn't a black or white thing. There were some, you know, black officers. Yeah. who you know they didn't hold back but there were some officers looking back on it it was their version of tough love and i, I know people may look at this wrong but they were like rather me fuck you up now than you go to jail <laughs> no i'm serious it well, was that's it was different. it was there were co- but there were cops though like that who were like who took you know they took ownership of the community and and sure you know, so sure, I, I, I feel I feel a little conflicted about that. So I don't want to go too far in the weeds, but so she has the mother's anxiety. Yeah, she she's distraught yeah. and income trying to get answers. Yeah, so let's paint the picture because it was adapted 
from a play it's a narrow scene everything is is yeah the tight. whole movie took place it's, in one yeah, location in one room so, and it's, so it's, all, it's dialogue heavy um and so you had to really it, it kept me watching because i was trying to figure out what was going on mm-hmm. so i i thought the movie was good it's intense it really um these topics these issues that um come up are just they're really relevant and so, um, okay. yeah, I haven't had that experience yet. Hope, hope, pray hope and pray that yeah. I don't. Um, but I do know that that's especially of a, a mother who has like that age, a driving teenager. You know, our, our baby girl is not driving yet. So we don't have that experience. Um, but I think that's also a part of it. So when they become driving age, do they know what to do when a cop pulls them over? Do they know how to respond? All, All right, of don't those go things. too far ahead. So let's look at this in a linear uh, uh, lens. She's, she has anxiety. She's worried. I've called you several times. Baby, you ain't picking up. She's leaving these messages for her son. So audience doesn't know they had an argument. But in comes the young officer who's white. Um, She's very confrontational if that's i don't think so she you don't think so well in my opinion not. i thought she, was she not confrontational I, with him she she was getting there because she wasn't getting answers because she was anxious however this young white cop is Ooh. now he's he said a lot of stuff that was coded it was the coded language that what she your, first of all let's stop she was a she was definitely an educated black woman you did not know she was educated until well through the movie let me let me say this being an educated black woman and seeing some uneducated black women act in a specific environment we certainly can tell the difference so did I it would make not, it didn't make a difference though right it, to it, me it did it didn't she, make a difference she, in i that don't moment, think she was confrontational but in that moment it didn't make a difference if she was ghetto or phd level she he had treated to her the same he treated her his his view i think was that what's the big deal he's another kid black kid that yeah. got what pulled did he over do? what did, he do, what did he do that was his approach but the problem was the officer had knowledge of the situation that he didn't share with her sure so, so there was a lot of back and forth officer tell me what's going on ma'am i don't know anything sure and you know I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it it made for great drama. He constantly pronounced the boy's name wrong. I missed that. Did he? Yeah. His oh, name okay. was Jamal. And what was he calling him? He called him everything but Jamal. And okay. she had to correct him. Okay. Right? Okay. And, and So there's the issue of names. And, and, and people that's, and that's, a, that's names a sensitive thing in, in the black community, mispronouncing our names. Is it? Oh, absolutely. Well, you have, your name is Stacy, but they're... I don't know. Subconsciously, you'll hear someone pronounce an ethnic name and they'll say everything but the name. And sometimes it sounds as if it's, uh, you know, you're making a joke about it. You yeah, know, never. what's the difference between Terrell and Tyrell or Terrell? It, I it, don't it, know. I, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, it's that. not my experience. It's not my experience. I have a very bland name. <laughs> so I never had that experience. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. So um, they're going back and forth. I understand that she's getting agitated at this point. 
she's she's fed up. She calls her husband. We don't know who he is at the time. Right. right. We don't realize he's white. We do not know the young man is biracial. All we know is that. All right. She's pissed. You know, I the, need my the cop husband is down. very nonchalant. Yes. She's trying to get answers. She's very panicky. Um, I still wouldn't call her confrontational, but she's very panicky. I call the confrontational. Yeah, I don't. But I, I looked at if it. Your from- child is missing and you go to the police for help and they're supposed to help you. They they should be trained to understand the concern. And he was very casual, having a donut, eating coffee, all of those things. And so I, I just I don't know. I don't think that she was confrontational. I think she was a concerned mother who was extremely worried about her son and that was the the exchange was more of like hey I'm trying to get information I'm trying to get information and the cop was like well I don't really there's nothing I can tell you I really don't know so he was very casually nonchalant and she was very worried and panicked and and had yeah like mother's anxiety I know but I love this is when the movie turned and it went up a notch in comes the husband. Right. Straight so this is a great part. Super straight lace, white boy, perfect haircut, crisp and clean. Looks Suit, like a badge. And a badge, presenting himself with authority. Young white, white boy cop says, oh, thank God you're here. Uh, she went from, you know, zero to ghetto in two seconds. And when <laughs> the husband flipped around and said, yeah, so where's our son at? Everything changed. Now, well, well, I skipped the part. I'm yeah, sorry. So you, so he, he was forthright with information because he felt, oh, you're, I'm comfortable with you. You're white. I'm white. I can talk to you and I can use coded language. You would understand. But he did not have the knowledge that, oh my God, that's his wife. So even before that, though, he shared with her that he was waiting for the lieutenant or the sergeant to show up. So Mm -hmm. his assumption was because he was a newer cop to either that precinct or if he was a new cop, I don't know how long he had been a cop, but his assumption was that her husband who walked in with the badge was the person that he was supposed to be waiting for. Right. So that was a part of it. Uh Um, Now flip to what you just said. She, he did say Oh, thank God she's you're here. She went from zero to ghetto and blah, 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 blah. So the husband, he, all he did was sort of walk to her side and say, where's our son? He did not say he didn't he didn't call him out. He didn't correct him. He didn't do any of those things. So that was the really interesting point. And I knew at that point there was something else between her and him that hadn't yet revealed itself. Yeah, but him not calling him out also lent credibility to I'm a law enforcement person too. We speak the same language. Sure. So if I go off on you, then I know I won't get any answers. Oh, and that's how he, and, and what he did, he did what a husband should do. He put himself in between her and the uh, the cop. You think so? He, yeah, in a way, in a way, in his way, Mm -hmm. in his way, because remember they were, they were in the South. They were in Florida. So, you know, the backdrop of uh, Trayvon Martin sure. in, in the deep South getting gunned down in Florida, that, that hung over us. See, they didn't need to say 
Trayvon Martin's name for the anxiety to be there. Like, oh, we're in Florida. There's a black boy missing, possibly hurt by the police. You know, a lot can go wrong. So I think what shifted for me was when he didn't take up for her and he didn't share her sort of urgency, um, a couple of things I thought. One, okay, I get it. He's also a cop. So he understands the, you know, how to navigate this whole situation. Right. The next thing that popped in my head was like, oh, that's the husband. So they they have a they have a biracial son. Yes. That was the next thing that, you know, I realized. I don't know that I don't think at first I realized it was the South. I don't know. Yeah, because no when one I, had an accent. There no were, one had an accent. There were no accents. It was only shot in this one space for the entire movie until they started doing flashbacks down the line. So I don't know that I got that part of it. Um, the backdrop, it was rain the whole entire time. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning is what I got from that. So it just was really interesting how he handled him. Because he definitely handled him. Um, hey, tell me what's going on. He got some information that he didn't give to the wife, um, whether that be because he was a cop, whether that be because he was white. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he definitely gave him a little bit more information about the situation. So that was interesting, too. And so, you know, that that kind of goes into now what changes we're talking about in the beginning we we saw Carrie Washington we knew she was a black woman so we're in the beginning we're thinking this is a black boy right but does it did it shift for you so that's the question so did it shift for you when you found out oh this is a biracial boy yeah it absolutely shifted it's uh a FBI agent with a black wife and a biracial son so it absolutely shifted. So I automatically knew, all right, this is a federal agent. So there must be some level of discipline. There must be some level of, you know, how I want my son to be perceived because I work in law enforcement and I know how these people act and react to young black men. And that came out during the interaction between uh, the husband and wife. So let me ask you a question. Do you think the cop taught his black son how to react in routine traffic stops? Because I'll tell you, I don't think and from the movie, it didn't appear that he had that type of conversation with his son, let alone. I really don't think that he identified his son as a black boy. Right. Biracial is probably his take on it what do you think i don't think he taught his son anything about the black experience well he couldn't because he's a white man Uh, i wouldn't go i wouldn't stretch it that far because he's a white man he can't teach his biracial son anything uh, about the black experience I, i don't think that's fair but what i do believe is that and he alluded to it I want him to have the best everything, right? He's, right. He's going to West Point. West Point is the the cream of the crop for young men and women who want to join the Army, who want to be the best 
you know, you go you go sure. to West Point, you're <laughs> you know, you have wrote your ticket to success if you can complete that part of your life. So the father is, you know, and during the course of the argument between husband and wife, he's like, look, I did everything I could do. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want him to do this. I didn't want him to do that. And sure. So he has, and, and she alluded, you know, that she had a PhD in psychiatry and so I think there's so now we know that they were at one point this family who really wanted the best for their son and sent him to the best schools and have great expectations for him so I think um, we can remove race from that right because we feel the same way about our daughter yeah but I don't think you can remove race I think because you can. I think race was the determining factor because it was race and privilege. It was sure. How dare you have cornrows or French braids as we call them where I'm from? How dare you let your pants sag? How dare you have rap music? But don't we feel that way? Don't we feel a level of, hey, you know, you need to put your best foot forward. If you are you if you look the part. Don't we? We come from that generation. Yeah, we if you come look from like that a generation. duck, you must be a duck. Right. So I think, I don't mean remove race from the entire experience. I'm just saying in that moment, I understood where the father was coming from by saying, listen, we didn't spend all this money on private schools and making sure you got the very best opportunities. But, but here's the problem with the biracial kid who's at an all-white school. What did Kerry Washington call him? Right, he the carries face the face of the, of the race. black race. You know, and, and, sure. and that's some pressure. We know sure. firsthand how... That she can understand. Yeah, what, I don't know that he He couldn't could understand, understand it. All he saw was you have an opportunity to be different. The mother looks at it as, oh my God, he was carrying the burden of being the only black face at a school, which, sure. is, which is a tremendous amount of pressure. Sure. I don't care if it's 2019 or 1919. Sure. If you are the only black person in any environment, you feel small, you feel marginalized, you feel you're not at your best self. There okay. are very few people who can be cocky and confident when they're in that, that space. Where yeah, so I know that yeah. if we can, you know, this is real talk, so we can be real, right? So if, so our daughter went to a predominantly um, white school for a good amount of time, right? And so one of the decisions for us to kind of investigate further was because of that, because she was one of a very small group of, you know, black girls, and I as a black mother, as a black woman, um, coming from my background, didn't want that to be a distraction for her moving into the, you know, her high school years. So that's an important, I mean, that's critical. That's a critical point. Many people overlook that because they don't think it's as critical as it is, but it is. I mean, there are different points in children's lives where, it's more important that they focus on certain things. So at a very young age, you know, education and the quality is great. But once they get into those formative years, we also have to consider their social environment and their social, you know, the, the way that they feel about the environment that they're in. That's equally, it becomes equally important. Right, so let's bring it back to American Son. 
Carrie Washington tells her husband, uh, we finally come to the realization that they're separated, still married, but separated. And she relays to him, he's not acting out because, you know, he can't figure himself out. He's acting out because his father has left the home and he's hurt. And so I think the the husband had an issue recognizing the race, recognizing his role and how my son is affected, recognizing how he had a, a, a plan plotted for his son that has gone completely off the rails. Right. Because that's what he kept alluding to. We worked our whole life to make sure he is not, quote unquote, the gangbanger the affiliated looking kid because that was the the thing when they were arguing hey who are these kids he's hanging out with who are these kids i know all of his black friends so you think that the husband was more so do you think that he knowing knowing that he had a biracial son knowing that really biracial in in these times is it can be just I'm a black boy because a lot of people who are biracial will identify with being black and not necessarily always biracial right. if that well, makes well, sense that's something that's been going on for years right right if, so you're, did a, the, if you're an octoroon a mulatto if you got a little drop of blood I don't you know. Can, can we say, say mulatto? I don't think that's. You can say mulatto. <laughs> I don't think that's no, a thing. Mulatto Scratch was the that. actual term of how much blood do you? How much black blood is in your body? Okay. And so <laughs> that that especially in the South. Okay. That's where that you know term took root. But I say all that to say. He didn't recognize that his son was finally experiencing. The, the black experience. the heartache and the issues that come along with being black being black like because if you're biracial you nine times out of ten you're gonna look more brown than but you how, are how could white. he so my question is how could he as a white FBI agent with privilege and opportunity and all of those things how could he? prepare his biracial son and he for, couldn't so i exactly. think that's i think that's that Agreed. was i think that was the overriding factor Agreed. that carrie washington tried to drive home you have right. failed our son to help him cope with being biracial i uh, also think yeah, that she realized it maybe in that moment mm-hmm. you know realizing like ugh, you know but maybe but, he doesn't maybe he doesn't get it and but, maybe but, that's why they're not together. But part of <laughs> part of it was also Carrie Washington was upset. Her husband left her for a, a white woman, woman of the same race. A white woman. A white. You think she was upset that it was a white woman? Yes. Wouldn't she be upset she if it was it. any kind of? She said it, but she, she would be sp- upset if it was any kind of woman, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I think it brought home. So here's what I can tell you as a woman. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> It, it it does matter, right? Because I think she explicitly said, and for a white woman, you left me for a white woman. That bothered her because I think, in, if you think about it, she may have been experiencing something she never experienced before, which is putting race into their situation and trying to figure out how it has affected all these moving pieces. Right. And that's the complexity of a, 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 a mixed marriage between two different races. You know, some of them. Yeah, well, it's any some of them. Of I them. think I think that when it, it can be a, a African American and an Asian American, whatever. If there's 
you know, I haven't been in those shoes, but there's going to always be an issue that, you know, mixed couples face, which mm, is not to, fair. I have to disagree. I don't just, dis- no, absolutely. I know you don't disagree. It's your point. <laughs> absolutely. It's my goddamn but I'm point. Saying, Matter of fact, I sustain that. Okay. But here's the thing. I disagree because I don't always think it's that. I think a lot of this has to do with environment and classism and those things because just because you're of a different race doesn't mean you don't have some shared experiences so if two people grew up in the hood whether they white or black that but so they won't have they understand each other they may No, I don't agree that with you. That sounds just like my point of view. <laughs> it does not. You came Did on you just around. Shift? You shift. You shifted back to mine. Okay, I got you. It's my control. So it's my thought, but, but you my just repeat My point is this. My point is this. I think that some people who are in interracial situations, and I, I don't want to speak on it a lot because I'm not in the situation. Right. And we don't have a guest or anything that can speak on it. But I will say, I think that if they're coming from two different places, right, you know, then that's different. They will experience some things that they don't understand. And I also think in this movie, Carrie Washington was experiencing, experiencing, sorry, some feelings about what does it mean to be black? Does my ex-husband or current husband really get it? And how can I help him get it? He doesn't get it. That's what I kept hearing her struggle with. You don't get it. He's a black boy. No matter what, he's a black boy. Why? You know, the fact that I have to teach him something different. Do I have to teach him to react different because he's a black boy? Right, Did right, you right. think that because he was biracial that he would get a pass? Or that is he light enough to get that pass? And I think that was the conflict between the two. That's That was her inner conflict. And I just feel that most of her issues were less about her son and more about her husband had left her because the longer the scene really? went yes i i think it was less about the son being missing like she still you know let's not i don't want to you know bury the the story but yeah her son was missing but her true anger and disgust was her husband had left her. She failed at her marriage. I have a PhD. I'm a smart, successful black woman. And I'm still I still don't have a never, goddamn husband. And I'll never be as good as a white woman for you. Exactly. That is so where she that's where I think she was coming yeah, from. Yeah, and she couldn't reconcile that all of my education and my privilege and my success, I'm still gonna come up short. But the problem I have is you knew who this dude was when you married him. Like, yeah, but, but, so that brings my point in. So I agree with that 100%. I agree with that is what she was struggling with. But then there's another conflict, which I think happens to a lot of people, is sometimes when it's just not enough. Like, I don't think that she realized. So you're saying love is not enough? Well, love is enough but i'm just saying when you when you have other complexities around around love that you don't talk about or you don't deal with right then i think she also was struggling with man he just don't get it i mean <laughs> love know? is some complicated he just shit. doesn't get it it's you know i think she just felt like he just don't get it yes was she hurt was she like if you were here maybe this wouldn't happen he wouldn't feel this way but i also think in the back of her head she felt like 
no matter what, whether he's here, whether he's gone, whether we reconcile our relationship, whether we don't, clearly they, they aren't going to or they weren't going to. At the end of the day, she got a black son, period. Right. And he is not helping in that manner. No, he wasn't helping the situation. But what I thought was interesting, the longer the two of them were together and arguing, when the young white cop would come into the room, then he would assert himself. So I still, it, he was the typical man. I'm still going to assert myself as her husband. It don't matter that I got a new chick on the side. Well, you know, <laughs> you that's, know? <laughs> well, that's puffy fish stuff, right? right so it's so like no matter still, what, or it could just be the fact that, you know, we can fight all day. Like we can fight and have our arguments yeah, but we're inside, be united for but our we kid. will be a united front for our children. And I, I thought that, I thought that was awesome. But you know, and he told her he and it was a kernel of truth to it where he told her, like, look, if you're going to be overly aggressive, this dude is not going to help us. I know how these people act talking about the cops. Sure. So he, he he was trying to to mitigate her anger a little bit, which is difficult when you're separated and already have. Your yeah, other it's almost issues. like, how dare you? You left the house and then all of a sudden you want to be daddy and, and husband of the year. Bingo. And it's like, you know, pff, Right. Dude, right, right out, right, right out. out. But this is when he became a hypocrite, and I love this part. So Lieutenant Stokes finally shows up. So this is let me the, let me get the backdrop. So this is the person who the young cop was waiting for in the very first place. Yes. Continue. So brother comes in. No one knows who he was. Aha, he's a brother though. Yes, so he, he was, was a black He was a black sergeant. He was no, he was a lieutenant. Let's I don't not know get the that ranks. <laughs> well, I anybody listening will know, well, I know. lieutenant <laughs> is is a is a few it's higher, levels. It's like a hierarchy. Well, yeah, okay. because lieutenant is, you know, he's coming in with authority. Mm-hmm. But he was apologetic. All right, sorry I'm late. I just got down here. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And then the white husband gets aggressive. Mm-hmm. He gets aggressive with the black cop. Because mm-hmm. this is now someone who, you know, is and, a little bit above the other dude's pay grade. So now it's like a clash of the Titans. Right, but like he what feels if the, threatened. But the black lieutenant said, oh, I'm trying to help. You're getting aggressive? Lock his ass up. Right. right, and I thought that was very, very whether people like this movie or not. I love it because it was a brilliant stroke of genius where the black lieutenant was like, "Wait a minute, I'm here to help, and you gonna give me some, you gonna give me some smoke and fire." And so, Kerry Washington's white husband was no longer in control of his emotions. He was out of control, and he was also no longer the the yeah he you was know, no longer the person he, in the room. Yeah, he wasn't the superior person on sure. deck. Now he is. Just sure. a person. Sure. And you're a parent. He's in a situation that Carrie Washington was. Exactly. And so they put the handcuffs on him. You know, he can't control himself. Lieutenant Stokes says, oh, I've had enough. Go book his ass. Write him up. They leave the room. So now it's Carrie Washington. Kendra is her name. And Lieutenant Stokes. And so, and so this is where it gets intense and it gets really it good gets in, and the gets, dialogue gets yes, really interesting. It got very intense, but it was almost like a father-daughter moment where the daughter could not, and this is just my opinion, but it seemed like she was a daughter who couldn't hear an older man trying to give it to her 
straight, raw, and uncut. Because her in her mind, she was aggressive. Lieutenant Stokes said, I don't have to help you. Now, if you're going to calm your ass down, I can help you. But see, that right there. So let's, let's, let that you right have, there. You, will you at least admit she was out of control? Like, No, I don't feel like, it, I think anybody with children should understand that you are going to be in a, a different and, frame of and mind anybody, when your children and are you missing. should understand that if you need someone in a position of authority to help you, you can't fly off the handle. Listen, let me tell you what I think that is. That's cop shit. So that is that whole mentality. I have, I have friends who... It I have was, seen yes, this it whole was, it was cop control. Shit. I'm the lieutenant. You're the the small fry. I'm the big fry. Don't talk back no, no, to no, me. But yes, it's he, a discipline sort of chain of of uh, food chain that happens. That because cops, they call it chain of command. They call right, it authority. But the but prop, cops are always like that. No, but when he came in, he needed to assert himself as I am the clear authority in this situation, right? Because there was a lot of chaos. The the yeah, young white the differently. young white cop was not helping the situation. I, I, he, I made agree. It, he made I it he made it more difficult than necessary. Right, but, but that's the cop stuff. I I control the situation. I will let you know what I want you to know when I want you to know it. And here's the problem: everybody wants cops to do cop shit until a cop shows up. That is the problem. You want the cop to be in control of the situation because this is what happened. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I can help you. Now, if you're going to be belligerent, irate, how the oh hell is God. the cop going to help she you? She was not belligerent. And that's the beauty of having an opinion. You looked at it one way, and yes. I looked at it as her, you know, but did she calm down when he said, you know what, I don't have to help you. I can move on. She had several emotional things happening, and I understood it, right? If I'm at, if I come to you for answers and for help because something has happened to my child, I don't want to be going back and forth with you about semantics or about protocols. I simply <laughs> want your help. And so I think the first cop did not help her. So she's still in a state of trying to figure out so what's going agree. on. So let's agree. The first cop already made the situation more intense than necessary. Right. Like I said earlier, he was super nonchalant and she was trying to get information. So and that's the first thing. And let's agree. Her husband made it even more difficult because he is now in a position of authority over the rookie cop. Like, oh boy, look at my badge. I'm FBI. I speak your language. So now he's on top. I don't think he made the situation worse. He got more information out of the situation. He got more information, but but his then wife he didn't lost his. But they at that point they were together. They were there together. So he had the information. He didn't tell her the information. And but what does he do when the, their relationship? So what, when issue. the lieutenant comes in, who then he loses his emotion. Exactly. His, his you know he loses his. And what do you um, always decorum. tell me? Take the emotion out of it. I don't. Not when it comes to your children. And that moment, you, <laughs> you have to take the emotion out of it when it comes to your child because you're acting on behalf of your child and you you need to sure. get something done. So if you're overly okay, emotional. I can, I can go with that. I can yeah, say that you do have to talk to people in a certain way. Because you need them to help you. You need them to help you. And I do always tell you that. So you're right. What I, I guess what I got from that whole exchange, though, is that, you know, when he comes, by the time he comes in, he knows 
or maybe he didn't know the situation. Well, it's two, three in the morning. It's really late. And yeah. so I feel like if you see a woman distraught because she's trying to figure out what's going on with her child, less like protocol crap and, and have just some empathy and say, okay, protocol. I'm going to let you guys he, calm down. That's not what happened. He came in and tried to talk. He said, hey, sorry, I just got here. I just found out what happened. The husband is going off. Right. And so he's he locked like, his ass up and he told him to keep it moving. Right, because he's like, and look, I'm he here to sat, help. And then he and she she self-checked. That's what I tell. Right. She self-checked. She was like, OK, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out what is going on with my son. And so then let's, so let's and then he goes down with the information that he. So has. let's let's drop. Let's put the the turd in a punch bowl. Oh, <laughs> this what are is, these? outlandish metaphor because a turd in a punch punch bowl <laughs> fucks up the party mean? oh the god son, the, no I listen i, I know you're like i keep it real too much this is too much the sun had a let's kill cops bumper sticker right so we hadn't put that in so no, let's pull I that I, in I, I didn't want to talk about that i wanted to just leave it out so that's Did, not what it said it says shoot cops it was a is it a parody is that what it's it called? was like shoot cops with, with your, your cell phone, phone. right and, but so the big letters were shoot cops so if you're behind him or you, you see shoot cops which and is, he's in a luxury automobile and he's, he's in a luxury automobile because he's a privileged kid who grew up with you know a exactly. little bit of wealth but now we're talking about the conversation that the black lieutenant yes has with kendra the mother yes and he has a very real moment with her and says, really, you let your black son go out the house with a bumper sticker with a, on a luxury vehicle that says shoe cops. And she had a moment where she wanted to defend it because she is acting. And I totally get this because I feel the same way. Sometimes you want to act in what's right. Right. So my child should have the right to have whatever bumper sticker. And still be treated fairly. So that's what she was coming from. But as the conversation kept going, she did realize, you know, like, damn it, I shouldn't have, I, I should have just told him no. I should have told him that. I should have known that this would put him in a compromising situation. And that that right there, that moment, that issue, that thought process, for my, I can only tell you from a mother's point of view, is very valid. And, as, and he did have sympathy and empathy for her because at the very end he says sister you know better right he 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 had he had a moment that a lot of black people have with, with each other whether it's a head nod when we see each other in a different environment right. or we have a one-off conversation with somebody in the workplace he he looked at her and says sister you know better right. your son don't have the right to do shit but keep his hands on the steering wheel and not make a tense situation go left. Exactly. Right. And, and so that was the real moment. That wasn't, that was when he stopped being, I'm lieutenant and I'm a big bad cop. Which is he, all he, he should have, which, no, is, no, what, which well, is what was needed. No, but he, he had to be big bad cop to put the white FBI agent in his place. See, here's what, here's what Correct. I don't, I agree. here's a, a point, And I learned this from my father. The cop was a, a black man of a certain age. Right. The old school brother who worked his way up and he'd be damn as a lieutenant. He gonna let some white boy hotshot FBI agent get slick at the mouth. That was that was the that was the real power play. Like, oh, you yeah, think, you, you, think you tough? 
all right, get your ass up against the wall. Put the cuffs on them. Take them upstairs. Matter of fact, take pictures of my hands. I feel like I might have been brutalized. Like, he went a little too far. But, but that's was, the cop shit. No, but that's he wanted the cop to. Shit. But he, no, it wasn't cop shit. It, it I, is. I think that was more of a, all right, I'm going to show you who's the, really got the, the biggest balls in this room right now. But, but you said, he, but you said yourself, when you were young, you know, if you ran, they 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 prove they're gonna prove a point to you even harder. Like, That's cop stuff. I know, but it's not. I, I it's very nuanced. I think it's a lot of layers to it. So yeah, it I is. don't want to get caught in the weeds because sure, you know sure, we're sure. running short on time. But sure, sure, sure. it but was that in, moment. It was in that moment, and I thought it was a tender moment where he was like, "God damn!" Like you shouldn't have never let it, him it go shouldn't out have got that to that. Sticker. Like I fought in three wars and. I'm right. never more scared when I pull over a car of three young black men and right. I just want to go home to my family. And I've always argued that point because I feel like, and I know people get hung up on blue lives matter, black lives matter. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm just making a point that cops want to go home too. Well, I think and, that's and, and, a that, part, and that's a fear. It's the fear. I think that's a part of why I enjoyed it because I think it's, you know, he, that, that dialogue that they had where he was really talking about his fears and what the things that he's yes. seen as a cop and the fear and like, you just never know. I think that's valid. That's legit. It's that's very totally valid. legit. It's very valid. What, but, but to explain that so that people can understand that is one thing. The other piece of it though, the, the moment that I think as a mother, she felt like she failed him was when she said, because she tried to hold it together. She tried to say, what difference does it make about the bumper sticker? Right. You know, she tried to, and that's the part I was trying to convey or the point I was conveying. Like as a mother, you want your children to be in a society that's good and right. Right. And we, we know we it's not though. And free speech should <laughs> apply to everything. Should, should apply to everyone. But we do know that it's not applicable in all situations. Exactly. So, so her conflict of being who she is in her world, probably, you know, well off and, you know, educated and has a great career and all right, those things right, right. wanting it to be right. But then having that moment to realize what JC, what JC says. She on had his, a motherfucking uh, moment of clarity. <laughs> like it, it hit her like a, ton of, like a ton of bricks, like God damn. But yeah. so, so let's, she still realized she was right, black right. in that so moment. Let's, let's kind of jump forward a little bit. And I just want to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Do we really know what our kids are doing oh, once boy. they leave the house? Because it, it's in yeah. her mind, my yeah. son Jamal would never do that. My yeah. son Jamal would never do this. We Same hear with that the a white million father. times. Right. Over. My baby ain't ever shot nobody. Right. It doesn't right. matter what class you come from, all parents think my kid ain't doing nothing wrong. Well, I think that that comes from, I, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I certainly feel like. I should be enough in your business for me to get clues, right? And I think in her, and if we're talking about the movie, I think Kendra felt like she knew he was going through that sort of identity crisis, that struggle of right. holding, you know, being the face of the black race. And so she just didn't know how he would respond to that. So that's just like any other situation. You don't really, yeah, you know your 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 husband, your wife, your kids, you know people. But when people are faced with difficult situations that maybe they aren't familiar with, you don't know what they'll do. And you don't you may not know how they will react. So I think that's a part of it. That pe- That's a piece that people have to understand is probably a very controversial view. Mm-hmm. But it's true, in my opinion, that 
if faced with this situation, do I know how you will react? I mean, but all we can do is teach our kids what to say and not That's to right. say. I would never tell a child, you know what? Know your rights. You ain't got, you can say, I ain't answering no questions. <laughs> I, you can, I would never tell a kid to be difficult with a law enforcement person who is in a position of authority in a moment where anything can go wrong. But you wouldn't do it because you're a black man. Yes. And I wouldn't do it now at, at the age I, I am because I understand those dynamics. But if you had asked me this question 20 years ago as a young woman, not having these experiences, not having any negative experiences with cops, not seeing them as a threat, not seeing them as the enemy, I, I might have said something different. So my point is that, you know, you have to understand what what's happening around the situation, what's happening in society. There's right. a lot going on now. So, yeah, when 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 my kid starts to drive, I have to say some things to her about how to respond that I don't think she should have to do. Yes, but, but the reality is yeah, she's got to do it. And I want to see her when she comes home. You know, I want, you know, her to, to feel safe. Right. So. So do we know? So that goes that also hmm. the, the and that's a good point. Do we know who our kids are? I mean, even beyond the scope of that, you know. Listen, people have more than two or three kids, raise them the same way, raise them, give them the same opportunities. And at the end of the day, those children can still go different paths. So all you can do, all we can do as parents is instill the values that we are going to instill with them in, in them, give them, you know, tough love, support, all those things. And then if it, you know, see what happens, you can't control the situations. Right. You can certainly try to um, put them in a certain lane yeah but you know that's all you can do as a parent and that's a hard lesson yeah but the cop comes back lieutenant stokes he leaves the room husband and wife have more interaction he comes back and he reads the report and this was the heartbreaking part he says yes your son was in a car with two other uh teenage males Black both males. had priors yeah both had like you know lightweight records but they did have a record your son was not driving right uh the you know one young man hopped out the car and ran well before that remember he said that the cop followed them to to oh yeah um, i'm sorry yeah they went to some projects in the right in, to get some weed to get some weed <laughs> Right. I've so. I've done that before as a teenager, which was completely stupid. Looking back <laughs> on it like, God damn, like, you know, but it was normal because you would have a friend. Right. So they. Yeah. Not my experience, but OK. That's okay you know? But but the thing is, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And the point is, because I was thinking, like, why is he letting these other boys drive his luxury yeah, car? That, but that, it's that, because he was going to the he didn't know where he didn't know where the weed spot I don't was. Know if it was that. I'm it has to be that. that. It has to be that. I'm not going to suspend my disbelief to, to and go with that. However, Lieutenant Stokes, he's reading the report. First male gets away. Second mm-hmm. male jumps out the car. He runs. Police officer shoots at the the male officer. I mean, excuse me, shoots at the other young male who tries to run. Misses him. And gets, misses and him. But the son did son. the right thing. You think so? He was on the back seat. The cop said it. He said he came around, put his hands on the hood. 
and he was hit by a stray bullet. But it's not a stray. Bu- okay. It's not a stray bullet. No, no. But if you, <laughs> it is a stray bullet because during, if, if a cop is shooting back at someone who's shooting at him and then there's one kid with his hands on the hood, like, all right, I'm just going to put my hands on the hood and, and wait for my next command. But he got out during the shooting. Well, he probably didn't want to be shot. So in his mind, he was thinking maybe there was a lesson that we didn't know about. Like, hey, if you're ever in a situation, get out, put your hands up, don't move. It could have been that, but he he didn't try to run. He didn't try to do right. Anything. No, I think that was the I, right. That's thing. what I mean. He didn't he, try to run, and that was the whole point. But his he did the right experience with these situations yes. didn't teach him to get his ass down yeah, on the ground that, while they're gunfire. Right, privileged kid is <laughs> get your ass down. I, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm. Just, he's like, I, I'm just gonna. So, and it was, it was. I felt it. I felt. Yeah, that I cried part. too because it, it was devastating. You cried? I didn't cry. But. I cried because. It didn't matter that it was a white father and a black mother in that moment. They were holding on to hope that, okay, so maybe he just got hit by a shot and he's in the hospital or right. he maybe he's not dead and you're just holding him somewhere. Yeah. But when they found out he got hit in the head and he instantly died, right. all hope was gone. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That was it like was, the end of it. That was the so end nothing of else it. mattered at that point because he was he was dead. Yeah. And and but that's that's the reason why as a mother, that's why she, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, it was really well written. I, I want to, I'm probably going to watch it again just to kind of, and watch it with, um, yeah. with hopefully our, the our play, child. Hopefully the play comes to Chicago. Cause yeah, I would really like, I would really like to well see it in a theatrical setting. I would like to see it on stage where the energy is different. I know mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to take a stage play put Mm -hmm. it on screen because it loses the texture right and so i understand why people who probably saw the play like ah fuck this movie and people who saw the movie like i couldn't figure it out but if you just got past that and said i'm going to immerse myself in this situation and figure out like if that was me how would I feel? Okay. Yeah. Would I be arguing with my wife in a police station? Probably if it was some other stuff going on, you know, yeah. but I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it, it was, was tough. A, it, was it was a tough, tough, yeah, it was a really tough situation. And I think that, um, you know, the, it brought up all these issues, the biracial right. issue, the identity crisis, the, how do you act when the police come, the, how do these children deal with pressure? You know, are they of divorce? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing. How that, do I grow up in a biracial household? What right. do I identi- identify with? Because right. she told them like, your son hates you. You're white. You. He right. hates the white part of you. And that was like, right. Damn, yo, that's deep. Yo, like, yeah. And that's when the husband had a moment where like, oh, shit, all my life, I'm just trying to make sure my son is not taken off track. And, exactly. And not my any, black son, just my son. Yeah. And that's right, any father. Right, right, like, right. all right, I just want my son to not be fucked up. Don't be mad at me because I didn't want him to have an ethnic name. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. I, we fired about that. The argument about his name. Yeah. But yeah, um, well, that was good. It was really, I, I, you know, to wrap it all up. Um, It was a really I thought I enjoyed the dialogue. It, it kind of it was well put together right it was right. well written so i did enjoy listening to all the sides because it definitely puts you in a place of thinking about i mean yeah. it could just happen so fast right and how do we look at aggressive policing how do we look at community policing right yeah. because the cop who killed him was black yeah you know and carrie washington's privileged mind she just assumed 
some white cop had her son on the road sure it was you know judge jury and executioner right on the spot and it was not like that the even the black officer told her like look the cop who shot him was black like right you know and so, so we yeah. have friends that are police officers and i always you know hope for the best for them like oh my god like yeah. inner city is tough like right anything can happen anything at, happen at any moment right and it is it's just a complicated situation and until right, right. the dialogue between those communities i mean because i have you know i have a you know i I've, i wasn't raised in the law enforcement world so right. i don't know the rankings and the discipline and all that and how that happens but you know you've got a lot of kids in the hood that are just so they on a rampage <laughs> so you just never know as a cop you probably never know what you're gonna get you know they're not afraid i mean back in our day at least you know there was a little bit of oh yeah we, there, was, there was a healthy fear of the police <laughs> when i was young if you were at the park and there were some people around who were up to some shit that that was no good and the police rolled up right chances are you did not run because running mean and you know that meant like oh god if they catch you they're gonna beat your ass right but right. there were cops who were also like look whatever y'all out here doing let's knock it off sure you know but now the, different. the dynamic different. has changed and i and yeah. i understand i do too I understand the cops i also understand that the anger and the energy from young yeah, people. Yeah, I, I understand that it's still yeah. there are still some inequalities. There, there is still racism. There is still there are still these things that happen. Right. And so, if anything to take from this, because um, we're wrapping up, you know, and anything to take from this, what I take from it is this: these are the types of films that people can watch to try to get a better dialogue going about these situations because when you look when you see these types of movies and you are watching this um this is based on true events and so if you can at least understand all these different facets of it then you know that's a step in the right direction right so american son currently playing on netflix um if you want to talk about it drop a line in the chat or on the blog, uh, leave a comment. Let's push this uh, conversation forward. Or if you hated it, no problem. Let us know. Either way, if you have sure. a, have an opinion, all opinions are respected on the Speak Therapy podcast. That's right. And thank you for joining us. All right.